to Series 2 of Christian Creatives. I'm Laura Dygan and in this now monthly podcast series, I'll be discussing with my featured guests from various disciplines, their sources of inspiration, practicalities and the managing of their confidence in all things creative. And I'm delighted to welcome this month's guest, Lily Cathcart, to the first episode of Series 2 of Christian Creatives. Welcome, Lily. Hello. Hi. Hi. Really nice to be here. Oh, we're really excited to have you on for this first episode of Series 2, because for so many people in um, our Sanctuary First community, you are one of our favourite writers Oh, thank you. Because yeah. I, I just always so many comments whenever you come on to write, and you always see me be able to see things from a really unique perspective. So it's always a joy to have you um, to have you on um, as one of our featured writers. And also, it's been a, a real privilege of mine to be able to do some work with you on the Sunday Live as well, because you always come up with some really interesting takes, you know, for worship as well. Really creative ways of looking at things. <laughs> So uh, that's uh, that's always that's a that's a great thing as well to be able to be involved with them um, with you. Yeah. So Lily, for those who don't um, know much about you yet, could you um, tell us a wee bit more about yourself? Absolutely. Um, so my name's Lily. Uh, some of you may know me as uh, the wife of James, who's a Sanctuary First regular contributor and general everything um <laughs> uh but obviously that's not all that i am i'm yes. a mum uh, fairly recently so i've got a, a very young toddler um who wreaks havoc as as they do but is also just uh, a wonderful little girl so i really enjoy that aspect of my life and that is the the main aspect of my life at the moment uh, in terms of the amount of time i spend doing uh doing anything it's you know it's being with her looking after her playing with her uh yeah, that that is that is most of my life at the moment, um, and you kind of try and fit everything else in in between, really. Yes, I I know that's it. It's whenever um, I I know myself from um, like having a son. Like he's twenty one now, my son, but uh, I've got a wee grandson who's three, mm. and um, my son and his fiance have another baby on the way, oh, and wow. uh, and it's such a joy. But it is also like how how time consuming uh, actually all consuming yeah. uh, little children <laughs> and they just take over and it's like you, you it is um it's wonderful to be with them and they show you like oh you see life in a different way but oh, you so also much. um it, it could be quite hard at times as well to to be yourself isn't it to find mm. time to be yourself i've been uh, realizing recently I've just been so tired, um, even on the nights when Matilda hasn't been uh, getting up in the middle of the night, um, which, you know, sometimes she does. Uh, it's perfectly natural for kids to do that, but, um, you know, it's just tiring. But even on the nights when she hasn't been doing that, I've been realising I've been so tired. And uh-huh. one of the things I've noticed is that I am staying up really late because I need sometimes that time where I'm just me Yeah. at the end of the day, you know? Uh-huh. Um, where I'm not mum, I'm not doing all the other things. And obviously I'm still mum and I'm still checking on her and et cetera. Uh-huh. But just that moment of 
of doing something for me for a second um, yes and apparently it's it's uh, it's really quite common that you know moms and, and other parents I imagine will will stay up really longer than they should just to have yeah. that moment where you know kids gone to bed and then you've done all the washing and cleaning and everything and then you have you know half an hour when you should be sleeping watching something or writing something <laughs> yes I and that's it and that, it's like I find um, it's like you're trying you you can some you're like right I've only got a set amount of time I need to do this and it's you know uh, where before you know you you've got you've got so much time you know mm-hmm. you can be like oh well I can I can I can really muse on this I can yeah. reflect <laughs> actually nope we need it now it's got to happen <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. And I would imagine as well, it's um, probably similar to people who actually have other caring responsibilities mm, as well. Yeah, maybe yeah. like, you know, of a, you know, of an elderly relative or perhaps maybe caring for somebody with special needs. Absolutely, it's yeah. this as well. It's like, well, how do we find time, um, you know, for um, for ourselves? Mm. So how, how has... Um, how has your kind of creative focus changed then and your process changed since becoming a mum? Um, well, part of it is is exactly as you said there. You know, you you suddenly find that you've got pockets of time, you know, when, when she's napping or when she's eating or, you know, in the few moments that I managed to have a shower or whatever, um, when you can try and do something. Uh-huh. Um, all you know in the evenings like I've said um, and you just have to you know either you do or you don't and and at the end of that time your attention is needed elsewhere and if you haven't got the thing done well you know it's not like you can go oh well I'll do it again in, in half an hour you know you can't yes, <laughs> so it, it really I... has put quite a, a sharp focus on on what you want to do and whether you get it done so things like writer's block because I um I do writing of uh fiction stuff as well uh-huh. um and things like writer's block are really really frustrating because you sit there with your your only half an hour of the day and nothing happens <laughs> and so, at the end of it you're like well that was just useless oh <laughs> much more useful with that time but you've just got to keep trying you know you've just got to uh-huh. keep at it uh-huh and it's uh, i think that's probably one of the big parts isn't it to 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 have that um to keep trying you know mm. to be um tenacious you know yeah. like so it might not have it might not have happened for a week yeah. <laughs> <or> two weeks <laughs> but but it's like right i need to keep at it and then like you you do get that spark of like inspiration mm, absolutely i mean one of the the really positive things about um about having a toddler around and and about having this kind of extra different responsibilities now is that I do find creative sparks in places I don't expect, you know, like uh-huh. Matilda will put two things together that I wouldn't have put together. Cause you know, I'm an adult uh-huh. and I've had to learn all these things that they don't go together. Yeah. But suddenly I look at that and I go, that's a really good idea. I'll, you know, that makes me think of this, which makes me think of that, which then becomes uh, you know, maybe a, a sanctuary first piece or a, uh-huh. uh, yeah, it could become anything really. Uh-huh. I know that's it. It's that being able to kind of see, um, th- like through their eyes. Cause that's it. Cause sometimes with my wee grandson, I, it's you're, you're kind of like struck by what you think is like 
pure genius. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why did we not think of this before? <laughs> <laughs> and it does it, you know, and you're like, your eyes are um, opened. It's, um, I, I, I find it, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, there's something really, um, it's kind of like life-giving, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. There is a, a creativity to to kids that just can't really be captured by adults, I don't think most of the time and those that do uh you know become incredibly well-read and well-loved because they manage to do that you know yes uh-huh so what was your um what were your sources of inspiration like before before being a mum and what are your and how has like family life um changed your sources of inspiration or it might be the same or it might be mm. different I think kind of many and varied is probably uh, a good description. Um, James would would tell you that I've always been the kind of person who notices random things and gets excited about things which not everybody would get excited about. So, um, you know, we would be going on a walk just on a country road or, or whatever where we used to live. And I'm like, oh, look at that bit of grass. Isn't that interesting? Oh, look at that. Look at the way that's over there. And that, and he's just like, what? What are these things? What what are these things that you're seeing? <laughs> um, so my mind's always been a bit more kind of... Not scattery, because that sounds really negative, but kind of noticing different things and, yes. and putting things together which don't necessarily uh-huh. go together anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's often been a source of inspiration for me. I like things that that go together but don't go together um and what that happened you know i love the what if questions you know what if this was that and what if you know what if bees could spell like a spelling bee what if you know (laughs) etc um and silly questions like that often Uh come to nothing but sometimes come to something yes um and so in that in that way that's kind of been enhanced by becoming a mom um you know you, you you have those questions all day every day yeah <laughs> what if this were that um and and somehow actually it also enhances my being a mum in, it, in uh-huh. itself is because you know I get where she's coming from when she asks these questions <laughs> well she's you know when she p- pulls two things out and shows them to me uh-huh. I'm like yeah yeah why don't they go together let's try that let's see what happens um so I think that's been quite a good sort of give and take in those areas but um but yeah, I've definitely lost elements of what used to be my creative process. Things like, as you say, being able to just sit and think about something for a while, mm-hmm. being able to take the time, being able to go out with a notebook and sit under a tree and write something. Yeah. I really can't do that anymore. Aye. <laughs> uh-huh. My child is running off and talking to a dog and trying to throw things down a drain and <laughs> yeah. et cetera. And I, I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are definitely elements that, have been lost from the way I was creative and that I'm having to try and work out how to channel into different ways of being creative. Uh-huh. But I think overall, in the long run, it's going to be a net positive, especially mm-hmm. once I stop being quite so tired. Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's it. It's, um, uh, I, the tiredness um, can really be a, be a, set you back but it's this way that I think um it's it's like evolution isn't it you know it's like your, your creativity through these through these um different kind of life 
um, seasons yeah. um, evolves and it and it can grow. Um, I think if uh, I think it's about keeping that tenacity and just yes. keep keeping at it um, and not letting it. Um, because I think that for a lot of people, they do. Um, it, it can start to kind of wither and dry up because they're not even giving these little bits of, um, you know, these little bits, uh, just little bits of time. Like something that I had, um, I had um, read a book a wee while ago. Well, it was well, it was a good few years ago that I found really. Um, it was called The Artist's Way when I found actually myself in a bit of a kind of trough. Um, and I think it was actually from, oh, I think it was just getting like, it was just through like life getting a bit too much, you know, yeah. you know, mom working full time, you know, having horses, just, it was just, there was no time for me. Mm. And I was really quite frustrated. Um, and I found the artist's way was a really good thing because even if you, you have to kind of set yourself an artistic date, <laughs> once a week, yeah. you have to give yourself a date. But also you did spend 15 minutes writing your morning pages mm. and it could be anything at all. It could be just like complete rubbish, you know, like free forum rubbish or just like a rant or whatever. And I found it's that kind of process of just getting started yes. was actually, mm -hmm, was just like, right, okay, there's something here. Um, and there would maybe be just even a wee line or just a wee nugget, mm. like, perhaps once a week or so <laughs> that you're like oh I can use that but it was that just that process of um because that's what the the author said she's like whatever you do do the morning pages yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, just getting it done um it's the consistency is is really hard to get when you're so mm -hmm. busy but it is very important like yeah said. and having you know you've got stuff that you do like every morning or every you know once a month like this or mm -hmm. etc you know and just having that kind of like you say the deadline almost is yeah quite motivating <laughs> uh, well that's like... expecting things yes. <laughs> oh I, there's nothing like a deadline it's like it's <laughs> got to happen and it's like please lord please lord inspire me here <laughs> just give me anything <laughs> just start talking hope that there's someone in there doing the work <laughs> that's it i know <laughs> so um I as now I am a big fan of sensory touch. I just love this, Lily. Oh, I'm so glad. I just think this is just the most. I was so excited whenever I came across it because, um, like I, I myself, I found it. Um, it's quite difficult. Um, for with little ones, you know, to yeah. kind of discuss spirituality with them to explore things. Um, so. Could you please tell our listeners about about Sensory Church and what inspired you um, to to come up with us? Absolutely. Um, well, most of the inspiration for um, so Sensory Church is um, weekly uh, ideas for doing sensory activities with uh, babies and toddlers. Um, started with babies uh, that uh, are based on a Bible passage. And I'm using the the lectionary at the moment, so you know I don't have to mm -hmm. find my own Bible passage. Yeah, <laughs> someone's organised that for me. That's wonderful. Um, but uh, but yeah, the main inspiration was I was a new mum in lockdown, and I've got asthma, so I was I was being even more careful during the kind of breaks than, than mm -hmm. a lot of people were. So it's been 
you know, it's been a very long time with yeah. nothing to do, you know, no kind of, I was kind of relying on the organized groups and stuff that were going to be there. Yes. To have, you know, I knew I was going to be tired, especially because it was a bit of a difficult birth. Um, and so I was, you know, I was still recovering quite a lot from that. Yeah. And there's just this kind of gap, you know, there was, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. So you can get quite overwhelmed with all these people saying, ah, you've got to do this sensory thing and you need these 50 million items, which are going to cost a fortune. And you need that. I'm just like, what is this? And, you know, how to talk to God about, how to talk to your child about God at that age just kind of boggled my mind. But basically I just started doing it. I just started doing silly little sensory things with the little that I had. Um, You know, and I did have a couple of things, but just without going out and buying a kit, um, uh-huh. And I just started talking to her about God mm-hmm. in a way that I understood. And I knew that eventually she would. But I thought, actually, there's, I've got to allow room for God here. I've got to realize that God is helping her to understand so much more than I could possibly think that she understands. Yeah. And whether she understands it in the same way that I understand it is is not necessarily up to me, really. You know, I've got to let God do some of this. Um, uh-huh. And so I just started. So that's one of the reasons in in every sensory activity that I put on Sensory Church, uh, in most of them at least, it says, you know, talk to your child about how God is like this, how God is like that. Because even if they're a tiny infant and they don't understand words yet, I genuinely believe that some of it is going in because God is doing that. Yes. I, I don't really uh-huh. understand how and I don't uh-huh. really understand what that means, but I I, I do just believe that. And I feel like God's telling me that that's just, you know, God's got it. I need yes. to step back from that bit, you know, just mm-hmm. put my words out there and tell mm-hmm. tell the babies what I believe and, and that'll happen. You know, God, uh-huh. God's got it. Um, yes. I, and it's like the, the activities are just so, they're, they're lovely to be able to kind of do together. And it's just, it's like, create, it's like creating a really lovely moment with, yourself your little one and the lord Mm. it's just it's just so beautiful you know to be able to to be able to do um i'm finding um i'm getting when i'm doing these things um with alfie my me grandson Mm. i'm finding that oh yeah there's there's lots of questions (laughs) (laughs) lots of questions and and it's uh real because like he's three now um and so um it's but it's opening up a really great discussion you know, in a lovely conversation, and also, you know, helping them to kind of, kind of navigate life a wee bit. You mm. know, and interacting with other people, especially just now because, well, like children have been really isolated. Absolutely, yeah. And they're they're desperate, I think, for connections, and but it can be really difficult for them to know how to interact with others. So mm. being able to have these, like we, this time together can actually help as well you know to be able to you know let's think about how we deal we we connect with others yeah. as well as connecting with god i'm so glad mm-hmm. really so so yeah so where can people find sensory church lily uh so there's three options uh we've got the sensory church at home website which is a wordpress um site so it's sensory church at home dot wordpress dot com um and the other two options, uh, which are possibly more accessible for a lot of people, are Instagram, Sensory Church at Home, 
or Facebook again, Sensory Church at Home. So mm-hmm. those are kind of two of your ins, and you can find the link to the website there if that's the way you'd rather. And you can follow uh, on WordPress. You can get it to send you an email every time I post, which is once a week on a Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. So and you can you can enjoy uh, as you read it thinking about the fact that I may well have been writing that at stupid o'clock in the morning (laughs) if it's been one of those days (laughs) oh so thank you so much Lily this has been a real joy to to chat with you and just to to finish off do you have any um encouragement or words of inspiration for people who are listening who are finding it a wee bit of a struggle to find time for the the their own creativity while they're they're caring maybe for a for a little one or like an an elder um or someone with special needs absolutely um i think the main bit of encouragement i can give is is just keep going you know even when you're exhausted even when you are at your wits end just keep going and even if you all you do is write three words on uh, you know, a bit of paper or on your phone or it all counts, you know, it it's all yes. getting you there. And every little uh-huh. bit of creativity that you manage to tease out of the day, even if it's just coming up with a new, uh, a new thing for lunch, like every little bit is feeding you, feeding you creatively, feeding your spirit. Um, and it's all gonna, it's all gonna come good basically is, is yes. what I'm believing and hoping is that every little, sentence every little you know line drawing on a bit of paper is is all going to come good in the end so just Uh keep those little bits going keep that little bit of creativity ticking along in your heart and in your spirit and god Uh will make it come good yes oh that's wonderful and that's and it's just it's about being kind to ourselves isn't it absolutely as I, we can, I think is we can put too much pressure on ourselves. Exactly. I think we don't need to produce a big thing every day, like at mm-hmm. all. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I think especially creative people, they're like, <gasps> you know, oh, need to get this done. Need to get perfection. Nope. We're being exactly. kind to ourselves and just that, that, that wee bit. Just, just, uh, even if it's one word, as you say, Molly. Exactly. That's it. Just, mm-hmm. just keep it, keep it alive. Little flame burning. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And in the um, on the website, you will or Sanctuary First website, you will be able to see details of where to find Sensory Church at home. Um, I will um, put it up there for everyone to see. So thank you so much for joining me, Lily. It's been just wonderful to talk with you. And Cheerio to everyone, and I will speak to you all again in a month's time. Bye for now.